0: Now on Bloomberg Radio. The argument's been out there to slow down the market. Put breaks in between every single trade. I
1: feel like the Fed is spoon-feeding us. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming, and they've been doing this for some time.
0: Global business, finance, and tech news as it happens. One of the things that Apple's trying to do is shorten the amount of time between phone replacements.
1: The retail sector got a little fat. We got a little over mauled in this country. Carol
0: Messer, Corey Johnson. This is a poll of financial acumen. And the French. And the French are the best.
1: It's all that red wine. This is why we drink red wine. <laughs> do not or drink wine before going out shopping and using your credit card. Not a- or
0: doing radio. This is Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio.
1: And a very good afternoon, everyone. It is Friday, May nineteenth, twenty seventeen. Good morning, everybody. There on the West Coast. Speaking of wine, we're going to be talking to a family-run Italian wine business. I don't know about you, Corey Johnson. Perfect way to wrap up my week.
0: I, I I said don't do drink wine before doing radio, <laughs> but whilst doing radio, perhaps. Well,
1: Perhaps, hey, listen, we're also going to talk about Nike working on getting its cool back and Richard Branson thinking about getting friendly again with the friendly skies. First up. Yeah, plus more. First up, though, let's get you started on this Friday with a check on your top business stories and an update on trading a rally. Charlie Pellett.
0: Yes, indeed. Happy Friday. We are looking at an update here for the Dow, the S&P and NASDAQ. The S&P currently higher by nine tenths of one percent. So stocks are climbing, pairing more of Wednesday's loss as investors assess the political scrutiny surrounding President Trump. The Dow up 170 now, up eight tenths of one percent. NASDAQ up. 45, higher by eight-tenths of one percent. Again, the S&P up 20. That's a gain of nine-tenths of one percent. Now, what about the economic landscape? Uren Timmer is the director of Global Macro at Fidelity Investments. He was interviewed this morning on Bloomberg Radio.
2: You know, the U.S. economy is transitioning from mid-cycle to late-cycle, and typically that goes one or two ways. You know, either the Fed tightens just enough to cool things down, but not so much to invert the curve and cause a recession, or the Fed tightens too much and causes you know a recession down the road.
0: Gold uh, right now trading higher, little changed, up one tenth of one percent to twelve fifty four. West Texas Intermedia crude up one point eight percent, up eighty eight cents a barrel to fifty dollars and twenty three cents. The ten year down four thirty seconds yield there two point two five percent. Deer shares surging to a record after the biggest maker of agricultural machinery's profit forecast exceeded all expectations in one of the strongest signs that the worst of the farm slump is over. Over. Dear running higher by 7.9% now up 885 to 121.52. Recapping equities higher across the board. S&P up 21, a gain there of nine tenths of 1%. I'm Charlie Pellet and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash.
1: Lovely. Charlie Pellet, thank you so much. Charlie Pellet with a Bloomberg Business News Flash. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets, Carol Master Corey Johnson. Let's talk about uh, the markets because we really need to take a global perspective uh, on this Friday as we always do at Bloomberg, but I feel like uh, even more so with uh, some of the news that's going on in Brazil today bloomberg stocks editor dave wilson with us along with bloomberg intelligence uh, fixed income strategist uh, damian sasshower he uh, and dave both of them in our bloomberg 1130 studio damon i do want to kind of kick it off with you because we're all kind of focusing on what's going on in brazil we've seen some volatility a lot of volatility volatility and the prospect of kind of two back-to-back presidential impeachments it's almost impossible to get your head around but
3: this is reality well, this is Brazil, right? <laughs> this, is this is Brazil. Sure. <laughs> this is, uh, this is nothing new, in fact.
1: Having been to Rio, I can obviously say <laughs> yes. Yeah. I want to
3: yeah. hear that music. <laughs> I want to hear that tune Brazil. <laughs> I'm thinking of the movie. Even
1: how, how serious, though? It, it, it's created certainly some market volatility.
3: You know, it, it, surprisingly, I thought we'd see something like this a little over a month ago when some of the Odebrecht executives um, who had supposedly been um, been uh, providing disclosure to uh, to the courts were going to come out with some some bit of news on Temer and his involvement and some of the um, some of the graft that had been going on there, but. I mean, look, I think, I think in many respects it was the timing, right? I mean, with Trump and the memo, I think, uh, you know, it was fresh in everybody's minds and, um, and, yeah, the markets have a funny way of focusing on certain things.
1: What Tell us, though, dig a little bit deeper in terms of credit spreads and so on and so forth in, in terms of what we're seeing, because I think Fitch came out and actually did some reaffirmation,
3: yeah. if you will, of Brazil. Exactly. Well, I mean, Brazil's credit ratings are BA2BB by S&P, Fitch, well, and Moody's. Effectively, look, yeah, Moody's came out today, and they said the fall from the scandal could – Undermine the outlook. They had recently um, upgraded the outlook from negative to stable back in March. Right. Fitch, on the other hand, affirmed its rating today with the negative outlook. Um, all three rating agencies have pretty much had their ratings in place at double B since um, since February May of 2016.
1: Is that pretty decent
3: for um, an emerging economy? No, I mean it's high yield, <laughs> but yes, actually, I mean if you look at it in comparison to you know Turkey and Russia, uh, South Africa, most Venezuela? recently. I'm not going to go there. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, no, I mean, just in terms of, you know, how bonds reacted, I mean, you've seen on the local side uh, the 10-year um, basically rise from 9.9% to 11.7% in two days. I mean, that's a huge, huge move uh, by any stretch. And, and you know, dollar bonds have, have gone up 40 bips at the 10-year level. I'm um, talking Brazil here. So, yeah, I mean, you've seen – but in comparison to when South Africa was just recently downgraded after Zuma uh, you know, kind of dismissed Gordon, you, you've seen twos, tens steepen by only 60 basis points. I mean, I think in South Africa, you saw the, you know, the curve steepen by 40. So, I mean, you know, by and large, a lot of this is kind of, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's nothing new really.
0: Uh, Dave Wilson, well, give us a look at what's going on in U.S. equities when we see the stocks moving so strongly uh, today.
2: Well, I mean, you've got enough uh, earnings reports to get people excited, especially when you go into the S&P 500, and you see the three best performers on the day are all companies that came out with results, uh, you know, Autodesk and computer software, uh, the drug distributor McKesson, and uh, the farm equipment company Deere. Uh, dear, perhaps particularly interesting because it's South American demand they're citing in terms of raising their full-year earnings <laughs> and here. revenue forecasts. Yeah, exactly. I mean – the idea that they're focusing on that particular region, uh, it definitely gets people's attention. And you're actually seeing gains in, in other, uh, companies in that area, I should say, you know, in terms of, farm agricultural equipment as well. I mean, you look at CNNH Industrial, you look at ATCO, heck, even Caterpillar, which has a broader business is up in the wake of those results. So, you know, they are getting people's attention to the point where, you know, stocks can move up here. And it just, as far as Brazilian, uh, American American depositary receipts go ADRs. It's worth noting that they've rebounded a bit from the hits they took yesterday. It's not much, though, in relative terms. Uh, you know, just to give you uh, one example, the uh, state-run oil company down there, Petrobras. Just looking at the moment, uh, the shares. The ADRs is higher by 4%, but then again, they fell almost 17% yesterday. So it's a bounce, but it's not really uh, much in terms of a recovery.
1: Well, that's interesting because, yeah, I was kind of looking at what happened in yesterday's trade, you know, various asset classes when it came to Brazil, and then what happened today. I mean, how do you, uh, Damien, um, kind of explain the bounce back?
3: Um, well, I think we have to take a step back. A little
1: bit of a bounce back. It's not all come back. Yeah, I mean,
3: I, I, I – I'm not an equity guy, but, you know, I'm certainly constructive on Brazil's economy, on some of the reforms that have been put through, um, where they are. I mean, the unfortunate reality here is that the Social Security reform bill, which is going to, you know, hit Congress in June, is the real risk here. You know, we were hoping that maybe there would be some back and forth and something would get passed because that is by far the biggest overhang affecting the economy. I mean, that is the bulk of of budget revenues each and every year are going to uh, to Social Security benefits. And so – Yeah, I mean, look, fundamentally, the real risk to Brazil is inflation and the fact that if the currency does continue to depreciate from current levels, food prices are going to pick up the the the, bank, the central bank is not going to be able to ease as aggressively as it is forecast to do right now right and and that is the real risk right and
1: tough for a population that's i think dealing with the worst refla- worst um uh, what was i was gonna say worst uh, recession i should say right in its history for the most part well i
3: mean we yeah exactly so um 2015 down 3.8 percent real gdp down 3.6 percent last year this year we're forecast to be up half of so a percentage point i believe yeah um but yeah yeah i mean we, how do we get there now and and uh, Um, And, look, I mean, there is a bounce back in terms of sentiment, in terms of uh, investment consumptions
2: week. But, you know, yeah, that's kind of where we are.
1: Dave Wilson, what do we need to watch out for next week?
2: Well, it's going to be a slow week going into the holiday, no question. I mean, uh, you may get uh, some of the economic numbers. Oh,
1: that it – be true <laughs>
2: Well, <laughs> what yeah it would be nice i suppose but i mean we're at the point where we're sort of in the lull of earnings just running through the numbers i mean we've, we've seen uh, home depot already but lowe's is coming out you know some, some smaller companies mm. for sure but uh, you know, it, it's pretty much done at this point and hey first quarter earnings season was great yeah <laughs> Okay, we're gonna leave it on that note.
1: Uh, gentlemen, thank you so much. Our Bloomberg Stocks editor Dave Wilson will be back later on with his stock and charts of the day, and also our thanks to Bloomberg intelligence uh, fixed income strategist Damien Sasshauer. This is Bloomberg.
0: Let's get to the world national news headlines with Bloomberg News Anchor Nathan Hagen, our n one studios in Washington DC. Thanks, Corey Deputy Attorney
4: General Rod Rosenstein says he stands by his memo that the White House used to justify the firing of FBI Director James Comey. The Justice Department has released the prepared statement Rosenstein gave in closed door congressional briefings today and yesterday. He says that he knew the day before he wrote the memo the president had decided to fire Comey, but he says it was appropriate based on his handling of the Hillary Clinton email investigation. In fact, Rosenstein says he'd even talked with Attorney General Jeff Sessions about replacing Comey last winter before either of them had been confirmed for their positions at the Justice Department. Brazil's top prosecutor is accusing Brazilian President Michel Temer of corruption and obstruction of justice. That is according to an investigation released by the country's Supreme Court today, the latest revelation over secretly recorded audio that purportedly captures Temer endorsing hush money for the former House Speaker who led the impeachment of his predecessor, Dilma Rousseff. The Trump administration is facing growing calls for a forceful response over an incident on U.S. soil this week. Senator
1: John McCain says the U.S. should throw Turkey's ambassador out of the country. Representative Steny Hoyer says there must be consequences, but so far, no reaction from the White House. Now, the State Department did summon the ambassador to respond to the concerns about Turkey's president's security detail violently breaking up a protest. There is video showing Turkish President Erdogan watching his security team beat the demonstrators. Police in D.C. on hand for that brawl, promise and investigation. Amy Morris, Bloomberg
2: Radio. And I'm Nathan Hager. This is Bloomberg.